Welcome to According Sources Podcast. Uh, it's been a while since we've actually done one of these. Every time we do a podcast, the first thing we do is say, it's been a while since we've done I was, one of these. I was going <laughs> to say the same thing. This is like how every podcast starts off by going, it's been a minute, uh, but we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're we back. And, and this time, I know I know we say this every time, too, that we're going um, to we're gonna do it a little bit more often. And I know we say that every time, but this time I actually mean it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a concentrated effort. That long ago was it? I mean, was it? I feel like this is the the smallest amount of time in between podcasts that we've ever had. I don't know about that, man. I think the last time we did this shit was like February or something, dog. <laughs> it's been like, man. It's been a while, man. It's been it's been at least a month. It's been at least a month. I can check it right now. I can check my because I. I I don't know about anybody else, but I subscribe to my own podcast. I know that shit's kind of, <laughs> I know that shit's weak as hell, but not um, really. You gotta get them followers up, B. I, it's been a it's been over a month. It's been a month. It's been a month and a week. We did it in March, in the middle of March. Slip, man. We ain't slipping. This is what we do. But um, but obviously with the Bulls, the Bulls being the Bulls and the way that the series is going, we wanted to get on and. And talk a little bit about it. Um, I wanted to talk about it immediately after the game, but I just said some real, real foul stuff about everybody involved on the team. Like I've been, I've been going on a little rant on Twitter ever since uh, game two. So I wanted to calm down a little bit and um, and then come yeah, back, come back with a fresh mind. Too, I was, I was hot. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't go to sleep for another hour and a half after game two because I was so riled up. I was so. I was so heated, man. I just, I just couldn't stand it. I told you I went to bed at like two o'clock in the morning. Like I was just on Twitter talking to people about all of the things that I hate about um, that what happened in that game and just issues with coaching decisions and uh, player decisions on the floor and just the way guys. Did you see, did you see my uh, like my my close to like my last few tweets? What I said? Uh, no, go ahead. What'd you say? I was like, uh, I, you know what? I started to feel better towards the end of the night by right. saying I resolved myself to understanding that we all we all was thinking second round anyway. We all was thinking, all right, this team will be done after the second round. So I was figuring, all right, why am I gonna get upset because they getting they getting put out a round earlier? If they I mean, was already really, put out, I mean, they're gonna yeah. get put out anyway. That's one way of looking at it, but I'm just I'm not upset no, about it was it was my therapy. <laughs> I'm I'm not upset about them losing. It's the manner in which it's happening. Because I wrote about the series before the series even started and the issues that the Bulls are having, I wrote about them just like everybody else did. Like I don't want to sound like I'm some fucking Mike Yeah, basketball. And that's how all these fucking writers try to make themselves uh sane when they're writing about this. Everybody knew issues that the Chicago Bulls were going to have with the Washington Wizards. They have extreme athleticism on the perimeter. These are, I mean, like you said, it's not nothing new. This is, these are all the same issues the Bulls as a team have been having all season. Yeah, but this is a, they, they, their athleticism on the perimeter. They have shooters, multiple shooters on the perimeter. Um, and they have skilled big men who can not necessarily X out our inside presence and advantage, but they can sometimes play it to a standstill. And we knew those were going to be issues, but we also knew that Washington was a team that turns the ball over a lot, they're not good in the half court, 
and they go long stretches of games without scoring, which is why even though the Bulls have played every single game in the series, even though it's only been two, they've played both games in the series, and they've uh, fallen behind by 10-plus points in both games, the Bulls have been able to find themselves back in the game and even get a double-digit lead themselves. But the same issues that we always see with the Chicago Bulls uh, and we knew was going to be a problem, they just can't score. And we knew that was going to be the issue. They cannot score a basket. We don't have a person that we can give the ball to and say, go, get us a basket. Um, well, I don't think any of us anticipated, though. We, I mean, we, we all knew anybody, any Bulls fan or anybody that's watched, you know, any collective amount of Bulls games know that they don't have a score. They don't have, a, you know, a number one guy that can just go, all right, here's the ball, go do your thing. I don't think what any of us anticipated was in two straight games – for your coach to keep out the one guy that can actually I shoot. That I don't understand. That I don't understand. Yeah, at all. Right. So like the first game, it was like, all right, you know, maybe you can go. All right, I had a lapse of uh, judgment. You know, I kept, you know, the the one guy that's been, you know, shooting light. You know, well, not even lights out, but just he well. hasn't been shooting well. He hasn't just even been shooting well. well. But the idea of him being on the court, the actual physical presence of Dunleavy on the court means so much more than having a secondary ball handler. It really, really does. Because it does not matter if everybody on the court can dribble the ball. If none of them can hit a fucking shot. Everybody can dribble. Great. But in the playoffs, teams are not allowing you to go to the basket and get layups. You need to have at least one person out on the floor that if you have okay, if you have a bunch of guys that can spread the floor. If you have a bunch of guys out on the floor that can dribble and nobody can shoot, well, they're just going to let dudes dribble, and they're going to force them to shoot. But if you have at least one guy on the floor that you have to kind of skew your defense over towards, like you have to, you know, you have to um, account for Mike Dunleavy being on the floor. So teams have to kind of uh, modify their defense towards him. Like he has a gravitational pull. So you yeah. that that, that, that you opens up that. you keep some of that length on away the house, from you on the edges. I mean, I mean, it's just common and then, sense right there. Just then you that. can't they they can't put Trevor Ariza on DJ Augustine. Like you could put Trevor Ariza on DJ Augustine when Kirk Heinrich is in the game because there's two small guards in the game. Right. But if right. you have two guys, if you have four guys that are six seven and above, he can't play DJ Augustine. Because then you're asking John Wall to guard who? Jimmy Butler? You're asking Bill to guard Jimmy Butler? Or Dunleavy? And that's not what they want to do. Tibbs is stubborn, man. And that's the like And did you see did, did you see the um the press conference right after or not was that it wasn't right yeah, after it was, it was right after because he, right after. Yeah, because Casey uh Casey Jones asked them about uh changing his fourth quarter lineup, and he laughed at him and said, uh, I, I can't believe this is something like that. Well, no, he didn't, he didn't say it. He didn't, he didn't laugh at him. He just he, he answered in his, his basic, you know, standard answer. No, he and, laughed at him, Rob. He, well, I mean, like, say he, well, I, I didn't see his face. Yeah. I, I listened yeah. to it a bunch of times. But at he the end, he was just like, unreal. Yeah, he, no, it's he, not unreal, Tibbs. You've lost, bro. Like, you've lost two straight games. So doing the same stuff. You go, all right, you know what? Yeah, we lost. You know, we're, we're going to look at things and we're going to see, 
you know, where the problem is. But you make it seem like you didn't do anything wrong. We lost just because, you know, we lost. No, you lost because you made poor decisions. I mean, what, what part of that no, don't you want? It wasn't that he made poor decisions. It's that he did not make any decisions. <laughs> like, there was not a decision made. Like, it was already for a foregone conclusion that this is what the lineup that he was going to have in the game. But when your team goes almost 13 minutes um, in the second game without scoring, uh, scoring only two baskets or three baskets or something. No, they went nine minutes and only scored two baskets. They went 12 minutes and nine seconds and only scored four. I mean, your team is having a, a drought like that. You have got to get somebody in there who can at least make the, uh, the defenders believe he can hit a shot. They actually, what happened is, they got that lead. They got that 10-point lead at the end of the third quarter with Carlos Boozer and Mike Dunn leaving in the game. In the beginning of the fourth quarter, he took out Carlos Boozer and kept Mike Dunleavy in. And then they still had the 10-point lead at some point in the fourth quarter, I think. And then he took out Dunleavy and brought Kirk Heinrich back in. And immediately when Kirk Heinrich came back in, they couldn't hit a fucking shot. He was they, the only one taking shots. He was the only person taking shots. And I wrote about why that happened, exactly the reason why that happened. Like, everybody knew that they were putting the ball. They put Trevor Reason on DJ Augustine and didn't let him get the ball. But that wasn't the only reason why that happened. They started denying Jimmy Butler the ball. They started denying Joe Kim Noah the ball and pressuring up on him even more when he touched it. So even especially, when – Especially Noah when he, when he – when he usually had a ball at maybe the elbow or the top of the key and doing that whole back uh, backdoor thing to uh, DJ, that wasn't happening. Yeah, it, it hasn't been happening because they've been crowding him, which is one thing that I would say that if I'm if I'm Tibbs, I'm telling um telling Noah whenever Nene crowds you like that, rip through and drive to the basket. He's going to foul you. He has a, he's done it a few times. He needs to do it every single time. The more often he does that. It would get. It would make Nene back off of him I mean, a little Joe bit Cam more. He had a bunch of questionable passes. Yeah, he did. That That's elbow. The game. That's the end of the game. It's just like, dude. Like he had one. I think. The Jimmy, huh? The one to Jimmy in the post. It was like in the middle of the floor. He threw it directly to. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, you threw it. Man. He had on the Bulls uniform, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he threw it. He threw it. I think uh, he was trying to throw it to his to his right hand, but he threw it so far past his right hand, it went directly to a Washington Wizards player. I mean, what were you looking at with that? Like, I was just like, man, I mean, we, we got to change something about this. And somebody posted on Twitter that, you know, when he did it, it said uh, Tibbs, uh, his reaction to it or, you know, his his – you know, way of problem solving it was putting his hands up in the air. I was like, no, no. How about we change that play? Like, it's not working right now. It hasn't been working for the entire fourth quarter. So how about we change it and not put our hands up and go, oh, you, oh, you didn't do it right. No, I did it right. They were just defending it differently. They, they yeah. scouted me. Yeah, they, they, they know what they want to do with Joe Kim at the top of the key. They're not going to let him run the offense smoothly. And so, to be honest, to be honest, I'm surprised there are more teams haven't done do that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I've been, I've been thinking, I've been watching that all season, going, why in the hell are we allowing um, DJ August? I mean, what not 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 we, but other teams? Why are they allowing DJ Augustine to give the ball to Joe Kim at the elbow? And cut. 
cut around them and go to the back. Give a backdoor pass. Why is this happening? It happened one game, I think, twice in a row. I'm like, are they not seeing this? <laughs> what are they watching? I don't know what the hell they're doing, but but you know Washington has it scouted and they're playing it well. But I just, I mean, like a lot of people say he should have taken Jimmy out, and I don't have a problem with him if he would have taken Jimmy out. Um, but if he would have taken Jimmy out, I would have wanted him to take Kirk Heinrich out still. The thing with Jimmy is that he Thibs values that matchup. I know Bill had 26 points. He uh, scored like 11 points in the fourth quarter. But the truth of the matter is, if you take Jimmy Butler out when Bill is in the game, we would have been blown out. But that's the thing, though, that you, you the, just brought it up. Like, what, so he, what, what difference does it make then? No, no. If but, Bill, Bill was no, getting whatever he wanted. No, he would. it would have been worse. But my thing is... Just he didn't think he up, though. Nah, because that was stretches of the game where Jimmy had control of him. But then he just well, hit yeah, the fourth quarter when they couldn't score. That's when Bill got nuts. That's when he went home. Yeah, that's, but that's not that's not a Jimmy problem. If the Bulls could actually hit some fucking shots, like that's the thing. Like Bill was getting the majority of his points. The, the, the trade off the balance. And fast in the fast in a fast break off of the Bulls missing every shot they take. Then John Wall gets the ball and runs up the court. They get in their offense very quickly, and they find Bill for a jump shot and some and some cross match or something like that. They got, they got a lot of hit shots too off like off missed shots. We couldn't get offensive rebounds. But I'm not. But my thing is, if 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 he values that matchup, take Jimmy Butler out when when Bill sits down. Don't leave him in. When Bill sits down. Now, I understand why he did it. I know why he did it this game. I know. It took me some time looking at, the, looking at that game again and realizing. He kept, he kept Jimmy Butler in that entire game because when Bradley Bill wasn't in the game, Andre Miller was in the game. And we all saw what Andre Miller did to DJ Augustine the last time Andre Miller was in the game. So he kept Jimmy Butler in the game to try to spy on the fact that Andre Miller was in the game. But I still I think you, he should sit him down. When Bill yeah, sits down, I'll, sit Jimmy down. I'll tell you what. You can put any logic behind it all you want. This is Tibbs' M.O. This is what he does. He has he's that going one. To, he's he's going he, to play that guy. If he thinks if his best defender, he's going to play him. Defensive ability, he's going to play him. I don't but think he it has matchups. If he feels that Jimmy Butler can, can guard whoever, whoever, then – He's gonna have him out there. There's no excuse but, to have the plan. But he, it wasn't. But that the, the, the second game wasn't about him guarding someone. It was literally about him trying to stop Andre Miller from destroying DJ Augustine. Because the truth of the matter is, the game, the, the first game was lost on the fact that DJ Augustine could not get a hold of Andre Miller. Andre Miller won them that game when we had like a five-point lead. And we could have gotten it up to like 7 or 9 or 11 or something like that. Every time the Bulls scored in the fourth quarter, Andre Miller brought his old ass down there and worked DJ Augustine. To the cup kept, or hit some goofy shot. And I kept know. the game to 3 or 5 or something like that. And but, I know that, and that's why he did it. But I want him to bring him to, to stop that. To bring, if, if Bradley Bill sits down, just worry about Bradley Bill with Jimmy Butler. 
because people are worried about his minutes. In the fourth quarter, I didn't give a fuck how many minutes he played. I wanted him out there, and I wanted Kirk Heinrichs in there. I don't give a fuck if Jimmy Butler played 79 minutes that game. He could have played four games before that. I did not want Kirk Heinrich out there. They had his ass out there. They stopped everybody from touching the ball, and Kirk Heinrich shot 22 shots in fourth quarter in overtime. It literally <laughs> shot the Bulls out of that game. I just I just can't get past it, man. It's it's too many. It's too many for any player. There's no excuse for it. I don't care about matchups, none of that, because you're you're so ineffective playing that many minutes. It's you're way too ineffective when you're playing that. You don't I, it, it, with the way Kirk Heinrich was playing, I didn't care about his ineffective his, his inability to do anything. Because he wasn't getting the ball anyway. I didn't care. The problem that I had was that Kirk Heinrich was getting the ball. And he had the ball. He was the primary ball handler and the primary scorer. And that's why we lost. He should have taken Kirk Heinrich out of that game in the fourth quarter. He should have never brought him back in. Maybe if he keeps Dunleavy out there when the offense is running, maybe if he keeps him out there with the offense that was scoring points, maybe they, they swell that lead up to maybe 14 or 15 points. Instead of immediately when Kirk Heinrich comes in the game, the offense grinds to a halt. And they make their run. Maybe that happens. And then we're not even worried. Like we're saying, okay, Jimmy Butler played a whole bunch of minutes, but you won the game. The problem was that his ass was too fucking stubborn to, and, and he's not flexible in what he believes should be the closing lineup. He believes the closing it's lineup just, should be. It's, it's, it's just it's really no excuse for it, really. It's, just, it's no excuse for it. There's no excuse to have one of your better shooters sitting on the bench for the better part of the fourth quarter. And did, two straight games. Did, did Dunleavy play in the um in the first game? No, I don't think he came in in the fourth quarter at all. The second game he played the, the second go the second game did it go to overtime? Yeah the second game went to overtime. I did, think. did Dunleavy play in the second in the in the overtime? No, he he didn't play in overtime. He did See, not play no, in overtime. You 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 had time to calm down after the game, you know, the game went to overtime. You had time to calm down and go, all right, we haven't scored. We haven't scored. I had a chance at the end of the, at the end of the fourth to bring in Dunleavy to possibly either tie the game or go up one, and I decided to not bring him in. So how about I change that now? I got, I you know, I can redeem myself by bringing him in and going, all right, let's spread the floor and bring you out there and you do your thing. But he decided to not even bring him out there at all. Like it, like it's just, it, it was so much. Stupidity, I think, on Tills. So, it's not. A, it's not that because I think he knows better. He's just stubborn, and he figures this is the way we got here. This is the he way it's going to work. Huh? He knows better. Why don't he just fucking do it then? Because he's stubborn, and like I guess he thinks that this is the way we got here. This is the way we're going to win. In, in in this in this particular case, stubborn equals stupidity to me. Yeah, well, you can say that. He's. I, I don't know why. I don't know why he won't. Why he won't change? I don't. I mean, at, at least think about it. With the with the way the last two games are going, I mean, it hasn't went this way basically all season. There was a big stink about it and all of that. But with the way these last two games are going, we're all you know this whole conversation has been around Dunleavy. Do you think that at some point he should have probably brought in brought in Boozer too? No. If, no. Not a chance in hell. Taj was doing what Taj does. Taj actually kept them in that game. There's no reason to bring in Boozer. 
No reason at all. The problem was not the inside guys. I mean, I think, what did Taj have? Taj had 20-some points. Um, Joe Kim had 20-some points and, like, 12 rebounds or something. They were doing their job on the inside. You know, he just he just needs to be a little bit more flexible. I wish he would have worked Jammer in a little bit, you know, towards the end of the season, like when we got him, worked him in, so that you could bring him in in situations where you need an open shot, where you need. You know one thing about that that pisses me off? When you listen to guys like ESPN's uh, Nick Friedel, who's a beat writer for, uh, for ESPN.com, if you if, if callers call in and ask him, you know, the first thing he says or any other Bulls insider, well, not, not, not any, but for the most part, the, most of the beat writer guys are all going, you know, you can't bring him in because, he Tibbs, you know, he hasn't shown Tibbs much in practice as far as the defensive end and all that. You go, that's 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 not what he's there for. Like we all, yeah, <laughs> they are not, specialists. He's a specialist. He to be your your defensive specialist, you have guys that this is what they do. Not they every should. not everybody on your team is going to be a a defensive specialist. I don't know why why he believes. Like he thinks that if you're not this particular defender, then I can't. If you if you if you you can't you can't defend you know you know sixty percent. You only defend forty percent. So I can't bring you in. If what? you're worried about his if you're worried about his defense, put him on Trevor Ariza. It's not like he's gonna do anything. Put him on Martell Webster. Oh yeah, I'll say or, or anybody else. Like put him on somebody just, that's not gonna score much. You had two guys that was killing you. You had Bill and you had Nene. So you had a you had a bunch of other options that you could have put him on if you worried about his defense. Just don't put him on Bill and your, don't put him on Wall. Your, your team is built on team defense. You, the, your, your whole system is built on team defense. We're all clamoring for for, uh, for Melo because we feel like you know the the defense that they play, you know, ice, 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 and all of that bull that it's gonna hide whatever defensive inefficiencies that Melo have. So why not put a guy out there and hide his his defense? I mean, how hard is that? If you because need you need a shot. You just need like we just need it. If they would have been able to hit just like maybe one or two more shots, <laughs> like it changes. They come in and drop twenty. Just a couple shots. Just, just a, couple. a few shots. Just going. You're wide open because Kirk Heinrich. And for 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 all like we've talked about the Bulls' offense, and I think the one thing that that Thibs gets a gets a bad rap about is the offense. The offense is good. They run a good offense. Oh, open shots all the time. They just don't hit them. And that was the problem with Kirk. Open shots. Kirk had a bunch of open shots in that fourth quarter. I can and only he, recall one like poor shot that they had because the clock was running down. That DJ shot as he was like playing away to the left off the glass or something like that. Yeah. But other than that, everything was off screens, wide open, and Kirk was just missing them. Jagging just, them. And then he, he compounded it by jagging the fucking free throw to tie the game. <laughs> I mean, um it, it was a lot of it was a lot of problems with that game. Just a lot of problems with that game. Um one thing a lot of people are talking about Nene, and I think people we talked about this earlier, people forget that Nene, you know, before all the injuries was one of the best centers in the league. Like the guy is going to score. It's not like he's people are like he's just obliterating Joe Kim Noah. Like he just down there like Shaq, just like three dribbles, powered, power. 
that's not what he's doing. I mean, he's hitting a couple of inside shots or whatever layups and a couple putback dunks on some misses. But other than that, he's hitting jump shots. Jump shots. Their whole team, their whole team is hitting an an absurd number on mid-range jump shots. They are shooting 48% from mid-range jump shots. And, like, that's... Outrageous for the That's like including like the first game where Wall and Beal wasn't hitting nothing. Exactly. It was on the Nate. It was on the Nate hitting his just, shots. Just he was fifty percent. Just hitting, just sitting there shooting mid-range jump shots and hitting them because their perimeter players are getting deep in the lane, is sucking in Joe Kim, and then he's running out there late trying to contest a, a, a jump shot. But you know, Nene is an NBA fucking basketball player. If you give him a wide open jump shot, his job is to hit it. He bound to hit him. Yeah, he's hitting them. They're hitting them at an outrageous rate. The only thing I can think is that they're not gonna keep hitting them these shots like this. Like it's just not possible for an entire team to continue. Like you got guys like Trevor Booker out there that's just draining mid range jump shots and Bill um, Bill couldn't miss in that fourth quarter. Bill, I mean, but that Bill. You know, miss. So I expect for him to hit. But, I mean, the, the entire team, and Nene is hitting a whole bunch of jump shots. It's just not, it's bound to at some point they're going to regress to the main. And you, you just got to hope that when they regress to the main, the Bulls get back to doing what they do best. I mean, and they it's have crazy to- because I know, I mean, like you, like, like you mentioned a minute ago, you know, anybody that follows basketball, you know, for any number of years, that's, you know, we've all seen Nene in his prime do his thing, but I wasn't expecting him to come in and do what he's, I mean, I expect him to come in and, you know, drop a couple baskets, get, you know, some rebounds, but, like, I wasn't expecting him to come into this series. And literally hit everything. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck what defender you put on him. This isn't a defensive, like... Because, you know, we got hard, uh, hardwood paroxysm. He talks a bunch of shit about Chicago Bulls. But he's out, like, he's out there talking shit about Joe, like the defensive player of the year. Like, this isn't a defensive player of the year uh, subject. This is just Nene hitting a bunch of damn jump shots. Like, what, what do you do? When a dude is – like, Michael Jordan became the greatest basket play, basketball player on earth off being able to hit 50% of mid-range jump shots. That's what made Michael Jordan so goddamn good. Not that he could shoot the three. Not that he could get to the rim and dunk the ball, because he mastered the art of the mid-range jump shot. And Nene is out there hitting over 50%. I think he's shooting like 60% from the field or something. And it's not dunks and layups. It's jump shots. Like, what, are you, what is a guy supposed to do? He's just hitting shots. That's, if he's hitting shots, there's nothing you can do. And that's with any basketball player in the entire NBA. If they're hitting, basketball, if they're hitting baskets, like jump shots, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Uh, you just got to hope that at some point he becomes what he is normally is as a basketball player now. And he starts missing some of these shots and he's draining. But this isn't a, a defensive player of the year problem. Joe was a defensive player of the year for a reason. And Nene is just, he's just having a good, he's hitting, he's scoring now. You know? But, uh,. They go, they go, they play tomorrow, and, and, and they're in Washington. Washington was 22-19 and 19 at home this year. So it's not like, you know, that arena is some amazing home court advantage. The last time the Bulls played them there, they completely dismantled them. 
Um, so the That's Bulls. I'm kind of looking on, man. That you know the Bulls can play on the road. So I'm I'm hoping they can go in there and and they and they can do their thing when they get there because I'm I'm also hoping that we don't have the simple mistakes by our head coach. I mean, I think any any Bulls fan with you know with a little uh, basketball knowledge can see that Tibbs is a great coach, but one of the best coaches in the league. But you you can't continue to have the same problems, especially not in the playoff series. You can't just, have the same problems. Just you, a little. Like, every other team does substitutions like offense and defense. Yeah. He doesn't do them. That's, that's I brought that up the other day when we talked about it. was like, if you watch any other NBA game, if you watch the end of games, you'll listen to the announcers go, oh, they're bringing in so-and-so, you know, for some three-point shooting. You know, they'll say that. If you watch the Bulls game the other night, you didn't hear them say that because they just kept bringing the same guys out there and the offense just kept sputtering. No, they didn't bring anybody out there. He didn't bring anybody out there. He kept the same guys in there from just, the moment, from the, the end, from the middle of the third quarter all the way through to, um, no, the end of the third quarter. So the beginning of the fourth quarter all the way through to overtime. It was Kirk Heinrich, Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson, Noah, and uh, and DJ Augustine. Those were his uh, his his players. Now, even if you want Kirk Heinrich out there for his defense, then take DJ out and bring in Dunleavy. Especially, and you know what? You know one thing that that really that ticks me off about that is, you know, if if you want to do what you just said. If you watch the other coach at the end of that game, what did he do with with DJ? He put Trevor Ariza on him. Took him up. Put Trevor Ariza on him. Put some length on him. So why don't you go? All right, since they made an adjustment, I'll do it. I'll bring in. I want DJ out, and I'll bring um, I'll bring uh, Dunleavy back in, and then at some point, bring take Kirk Heinrich out and put DJ back in, so that they can't match up a tall guy on DJ. It's it's like. It's common. I mean, it just um, I compare Tibbs in, in certain manners, in certain ways to to Lovey Smith. He was the same way with stuff. They would go into the half, and some of the same stuff they would be doing. The Bears would be doing in the first half. You would go, well, you went in at halftime. Why didn't you change this? It wasn't working. Why, why won't you keep keep at it? Like, what are you? Like, why are you being so stubborn about it? And just keeping it the same way. It's not. It's not fucking working. Like change it. He's stubborn. He's stubborn man. about it. The only thing I. Uh, the only thing I'll say about it is, Thibs uh, is not the first. Because uh, first coach to be stubborn. Um, he's still a relatively young head coach, and, and he's still learning. And it's gonna. I mean, a lot of coaches are like that. I'll tell you what. At the clip that he's learning at, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, but the, a lot of guys are like that. It seems like it takes him a couple of years to learn. All right, it, I need. It to does. Play. It does. It takes him because he's stubborn, and that's so, that's what comes with being young. He's still he's still young. His players, his players don't have that kind of learning curve. If you want to do that and you want to go through your career, and 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 as you get older, you finally figure it out. That's fine. But a fan base doesn't have that. Nor does your play, your young players have that. You need to figure this yeah. out. He'll, he'll, I, I think as I, your guys walk. I don't think I, I think that 
that he doesn't believe that the offensive guys that we have are good enough to to overcome the lack of defense that they will be bringing. I, I honestly believe that's what his issue is. And like, if you got a Carmelo or or Kevin Love or something like that, you'd see him make an adjustment in and what he, you know, his philosophical beliefs of basketball. He'd be able to adjust a little bit more because then you you lower guys on your team to a particular point where they should be. And, like, right now we have guys that, in my mind, if, if I think that some of these guys should be coming off the bench and not playing a lot of minutes, I'm sure he feels the same way as the coach. So if we got more established offensive players, I, I think you'd see him change. But the, that's also, I mean, as, as much as we put it on him, that's an organ, organizational problem as well. It's not just a Thibs problem because he's playing the guys that he thinks are the best players, offensively, defensively, whatever, however you want to call it. This is who he thinks should be playing because he thinks they're the best players and they give them the best opportunity to win. If he honestly believes that, that's an organizational thing that needs to be changed. They need to get better players. The time for nickel and diamond in the Chicago Bulls, at least now, it, it, it needs to be over. This is the time right here. If you can get Carmelo Anthony, you get him. You cannot nickel and – there's no more we're going to patch this up with a DJ Augustine or, or, or a Mike Dunleavy or a Marco Bellinelli and a Nate Robinson. They have to stop that because all it's getting them is first and second round losses. If they want Thibs to be different, they have to give them something different. They have to give them better players. And that's just the truth of it. So do you think that if – let me, let's just play the hypothetical game. If if Melo does end up coming here, what does he do with a guy like that? Does he does he does he run him into the ground too? I don't think I don't. If Melo comes here, there will be no need to run anybody into the ground. Do you know how many fucking games we'd have won this year if Melo was on this on this team without Derrick Rose? I, you know what? I see what you're saying, but I can't. The way the way the regular season goes and the way Tibbs has, has coached since he's been here, even with, even in games when the Bulls are up 30, even when they're up big, he still leaves He still leaves the guys that he, you know, for whatever reason, he coaches them hard all the way to that last whistle. That's my question. Does he run, does he run them into the – even if they're winning – this year, but that's my the thing about I don't think outside of like we we talked about this outside of Jimmy nobody played more than like thirty one minutes this year. We talking about forwards though. Yeah, I, I know, but you still have but, it, yeah, but Car- Carmelo no he runs the guy his defenders he plays his defenders he plays those guys. So if if that's what it's gonna be if they still have Jimmy Butler on the team Jimmy Butler is still gonna play those minutes. He's still going to play those minutes. That, that is just one thing that Bulls fans are going to have to come to grips with. There's going to be one player that's going to get those minutes. Come to grips with it. It's not us. It's going to be those players that's that's going to be there. You know, at what point do they start? Do they? Do, does he start to get the Scott Skiles treatment when they start losing? Well, they 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 finna lose now. No, nah, I'm talking about losing. Like they started losing with Scott Skiles, like not making the playoffs, losing. Not being a competitive team, losing. At some point, you get the Carmelo treatment when you make it to the playoffs and you and you don't go anywhere. You know, See, this be- is different. It's different because there's no Derrick Rose, so those guys aren't going to get tired of a dude who pushes them to do more than they should do 
when the star player is not there. They're not gonna they're not gonna turn up their nose at him for pushing them then. Now if it gets to the point where they're losing in the first and second round with Derrick Rose and Carmelo Anthony in a team like a team that should contend, then yeah, they'll get tired of them the same way they got. Yeah, but I don't but I don't think if you get Carmelo Anthony and Derrick Rose are healthy. Yeah, I'm talking about with the try hard team. I'm talking about with the team, you know, this is all, all hypothetical. If they put together if they get the team next year and, you know, it's set up for a few years and it's, you know, it try hard. Few years. It won't be a few years. He got two years. Huh? If they get Carmelo Anthony, he has two years to win a championship and then, then they probably will fire him if they don't. It won't get to that point. It won't get to a point where the players will get tired of him. The, the, the organization will fire him because that's the way, that's just the way basketball goes. They don't get along as it is anyway. So Tibbs is, is about ready to choke out Paxson anyway. They are, they're about ready to, to box in, in, in the front office right now. Yeah. So it won't it won't get to the point where players will get tired of him. The players will never get tired of him because the organization will get tired of him well before that. Don't you don't even have to worry about that. If, this team, if they get Carmelo and this team, let's say they get Carmelo and next year, they don't win a championship next year. Okay, fine. That was the first year. Derrick Rose is coming back off an of injury. Everybody's healthy the next year. If they don't, at the very least, make it to the NBA Finals in the second year with Carmelo Anthony, he will be fired. He will be fired. He will not make it past. He will not make it to the third season with Carmelo Anthony and Derrick Rose. He just wouldn't. It wouldn't, even, it wouldn't be because the guys are, are griping. It wouldn't be any of that. It would be because the organization will say, you, like, you've overachieved, you've overachieved with lesser players, and now you're underachieving with better players, and we have to get somebody in here who can get the team over the hump. It would be the same thing that happened to Doug Collins. The same thing, because those guys weren't tired of Doug Collins. The organization felt he wasn't good enough to win. Jordan said it. He's not good enough for us to win. And they went and got a coach they thought would make, well, they got him, they, they got him that coach the year before and made him an assistant, but Jordan told him he's not good enough for us to win, and they made Phil Jackson. It would be the exact same thing with him. If they don't win, his ass will be gone. I don't know. A part, a part of me believes that, that at some point, though, it, it, with, with the way the minutes go, it'll, it'll be a player revolt at some point. What players, though? Like, Jimmy? Don't nobody give a fuck about Jimmy Butler. Revolt all you want. This nigga won't tell you dollars. Huh? Rose. 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 Why the fuck Rose don't come back and complain about minutes? The nigga ain't played minutes in two damn years. Same way he complained last season or, you know, not yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He ain't going to come back and say nothing about no goddamn minutes. If Derrick Rose comes back, if Derrick Rose comes back and says, look. You know, the look. word was out that, you know, he was concerned about playing time and, and you know. That's all. That's, that's whatever, that. man. What? Ever man, and you agree that he has some nights when he probably did play him too many minutes. Sure, but at the Derrick Rose that we're talking about now, if he comes back and says anything about minutes, I will lose all respect for Derrick Rose. You ain't played more than ten games in two whole fucking years. Wait, 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 wait. But wouldn't that be the perfect opportunity to complain? I haven't played a bunch of games in a bunch of years. You can't no. play me. 40, no, you know, 40, no. 46 because the, the problem, the problem is that his ass ain't playing. That was the problem. 
They were monitoring monitoring his minutes when he came back. Once he gets back to being Derrick Rose, he goes back to the 36 or 37 minutes per game that he plays. You can't. I mean, superstars play. I'm not talking about 37. I'm not. I'm not talking about 37. But, but those are the those are the minutes that he plays. Those are his minutes. I'm talking about. I'm talking about 40 minutes. Superstars sometimes play 40 minutes. Like I don't understand where Chicago Bulls fans don't think. Look at LeBron James' minutes over the last couple of years. Look at Carmelo. Carmelo Anthony led the league in minutes this year. He's a superstar. Look at Kevin Durant's numbers. Look at Russell Westbrook's numbers. Look at Kevin Love's numbers and Demar and Lamarcus Aldridge's uh, minutes. They play minutes. I think what, especially this year, not not last year because last year was completely different the way Tibbs played his players. I think Chicago Bulls fans, and I'm one of them, that the issues you have with his minutes this year have all been situational. He's showing it, and he's showing it in in this particular um playoff series and he did it all throughout the year when your team is up 20 or 30 and it's five minutes to go get your guy get you know like you just said bring in Jimmer bring in some guys that you can you can start I, I, I understand that but I'm not concerned with the spot the spot times where he plays guys more minutes than you want to the overall minutes are fine and that's what matters it's not these one-off nights no, that's not true because that's not all that matters. Because if if that was the case, ha bringing in Jimmer, you know, in those spot moments, it, it was about better, but he possibly had that trust in him by now. But he, he got the same trust by bringing in, you know, even though it was for reasons, bringing in Jimmer. He was never going to play Jimmer ever. I wish he would. That's a problem. That's a that's a, that's a problem. No, but he was never. He's never. I want you to tell me how many times do people do playoff teams bring very very marginal players in with 15 games left to go in the season and actually play them? Name me the teams that actually do that. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't have a, a list. Nobody does it. Nobody does it. Guy teams pick up guys like Jimmer all the time. And they don't play him. I wish he would have played him, but I knew he was never going to play him because nobody would have played him. Nobody, nobody in the uh, in the in the playoffs. There was an actual team that thought they could do something would have played Jimmer for that down the stretch of their season under any circumstances. And it's that's, the, that's the thing, though. It wasn't it wasn't down the stretch. It was it, it was with plenty. It was with, with plenty of time left. No, but the bull the bulls the, the bulls didn't blow anybody out while they had Jimmer for that. Sure they, they had. Sure. They were not blowing teams out. Sure they, they did. Go back they, and look. At it. How sure many blow, How many blowouts did you do? You really think the Bulls had? How many teams did they beat by fifteen plus points? Like two or three since they've had Jennifer Day. They, they had more than that, man. I'm telling you, because I would I would look because I, I listen to Waddle and Sylvie every every day or whatever, and they had a bet about how many minutes they they figured Jimmer. He was never going to play. Hold on. Whenever the the next day would come that the Bulls had a big lead on somebody in a game where he should have, you know, when he could have probably came out and played, you know, all they talked about was how much he didn't play. And it was like, well, why not? I mean, they were up by, you know, so and so amount of points. You want to know why he didn't play for the Chicago Bulls? I'm gonna tell you why he didn't play for Chicago Bulls because he didn't play for the fucking Sacramento Kings. 
That's why he wasn't playing with the Bulls. He couldn't even play with a team that won 15 damn games a season. He was not a good basketball player. I tell you he what, he came in that one game where DJ had to go and, and take care of his family issues. Yeah, he play. had a good. He had a good. He had a good game. The the point the point being, you don't know what you got in the in in the in the system that you're running with. You got a guy off off the street in DJ Augustine who wasn't I, playing well. I, I understand that, but no team brings Nate those Robinson. guys in and plays them. But he's not Nate Robinson. He's not. He's definitely not DJ Augustine. How is he not Nate? He's he's how is he not Nate Robinson? Nate Robinson right. is one of the worst defenders in the league. I'm not talking about defense. He's not. He's, he can't run an offense. He's good at shooting, and he what, wasn't. So, okay, okay, you're not asking them to be your point guard. Yes, you are, because he's a point guard. That's his role. He can't play shooting guard. The okay. only possession he can play is point guard. He came in and played point guard in a game where he he dropped 20 points. He played well in that game against a very very bad team. Yes, he did. What was that game against? Who was that against? Milwaukee or some damn body? Uh, let me let me check who, who the hell they played, but it wasn't a good team. But no, but my my point is still the same. Guys that come off the street rarely play on any squad. It's not like it's a Tom Thibodeau thing of Wait, not what? playing Jimmer for that. Those guys don't get minutes. It's just that's he wasn't just the off the street. DJ was off. He was basically off the street. I said, who? Jimmer, because his ass wasn't playing in in, in, in what's the name it. And he was off the street because they cut him. We didn't trade for him. He wasn't on. He wasn't on the Kings anymore. They cut him, and the Bulls picked him up. He didn't. He wasn't in the NBA anymore. That's 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 being technical, though. I mean, they they cut him because you know that that's was. Happened, that's what happened to DJ. Toronto cut him, and we just picked him up. Yeah, but that was that was in the, in the beginning of the season, though. Yeah, and that's why he's playing. And if it would have been the other way around. When you cut a guy like that, like it's it's for monetary reasons, not because he couldn't play. No, he couldn't play, and he was a terrible fit for that team. So why keep paying the money if he's gonna sit on the bench all the time? That's what I'm saying. It was monetary. So that's what I'm saying. It was it was, it was it was monetary because he couldn't play. That's why Toronto cut DJ. It was monetary. It was a smart decision to play the guy who was fucking off to to cut the guy who was awful. They cut him because he couldn't play basketball. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't see the point not playing them. Play it would have been the same way. It would have been the same way if they would have picked up Jimmy Fredette at the end of the season and had him all season and then picked up DJ Augustine towards the end of the season. DJ Augustine wouldn't have been playing any basketball. I don't know. That's just the way it goes. In the, that's the way it goes. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not expecting you to give him. You know, 20 minutes. I'm, I mean. Spot minutes. I mean, it, it, you know, it will make a difference if you sit down a guy for you know if you sit down Butler for a couple minutes. Maybe he I'm not, pressure. I'm not sitting. I'm not sitting Butler down for Jimmy for that. That's not my point. That's not Any, my point. Like, period. I'm just saying if you, you if you sit a guy down and you and you bring another guy in like it was against Orlando. So, do and I think that was a tight game at, at some point. At, at one point, we beat. We beat them by 13, and I uh, we were up by 20 plus or so point in that game. Beat the hell out of them, but that that's not the point. I mean, I I would have loved for him to play Jimmy for that, but I knew there was no chance at the time that they picked him up that that they were going to work him in. I mean, it, it sounds good to to do it, 
and I would love for them to do it. But I'm not concerned about Jimmy for that. I want him to play Mike Dunleavy. I mean, I'm not necessarily concerned about about him playing. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this is me playing devil's advocate. I'm not necessarily like calling for for Jimmy to, to or Jimmy or Jimmer to play in game three more. Like I don't give a damn if he don't play. I want Dunleavy to play more. Yeah, I that's, want Dunleavy to play. But that's, what we that's playing more? I'm just playing devil's advocate as far as. Tibbs, his his rotations. Yeah, what, what we were talking, what what we were talking about in the whole season. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved for Jimmy to get in, but I, I watched enough basketball to know that when you pick up guys like that, he's no different than Ronnie Brewer or 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 whoever the hell else they picked up, or, or Mike James. I didn't expect Ronnie Brewer to come in and play a bunch of minutes. When, when Ronnie was here the first time, he couldn't. He, he was he was basically. No, but, but that's not that's not Basically my point. A, a, a Butler, you know, kind of guy. I'm talking yeah. about offensive packs that but that's, probably. But that's not my point, though. That, that that's has, has stalled over the past. But that's uh, not my point. My point is he's no different than those other guys that they picked up. They're not going to play, and neither is he. He's the exact same in the same predicament, the same position as all those other guys. The Mike James. The court, the, the Ronnie Brewer, um, I don't know who else. They picked up some somebody else. I can't remember. And then they, they got the guy. That kid. Amundsen, whatever. Yeah, and Lou, uh, Lou uh, Amundsen. Uh, they're all in the same predicament. The only way they're going to get minutes is if somebody gets hurt. And that's it. But what he does need to do, if, 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 he, if he wants to be smart about it, when the offense stalls, as much as I, I hate Tony Snell and his 32% shooting, put him out there, put Dunleavy out there, mix and match these guys, these offensive guys and defensive guys, because the defensive guys aren't scoring. When they're not scoring, take them out and bring in somebody who can who can get the get the um get at least get a shot or make them believe they can hit a shot. What we were talking about is whether or not the guys will get tired, and I just want to go back to that Derrick Rose thing. I'm the biggest Derrick Rose fan in Chicago. If that motherfucker says anything about minutes when he comes back, I mean anything about playing minutes when he comes back. When he gets healthy and comes back and he's averaging 36 to 37 minutes a game, if he says anything about minutes, I will be the first person to say trade his ass. He does not deserve or get to talk about minutes ever again. He never you missed two whole seasons, buddy. You got two whole seasons worth of minutes that we get to work on. He doesn't get to talk about minutes. And the second he does is the second they need to ship his ass the fuck out of Chicago. It's it's it sounds like you're starting to get a little angst. <laughs> no, no, I'm no, I'm just talking about you talking about him revolting because of minutes. <laughs> He better not say a goddamn thing about no minutes. <laughs> Anybody that's listening to this that hasn't been close, I mean, close to like Chicago radio or blogs or anything else, in this town, there's been so much angst ever since his latest injury over this guy. He's not getting the benefit of the doubt. He is for me. At all. <laughs> I, I, I'm always behind Derek. I'm always going to be behind Derek. Unless he brings his ass back in and talk about some fucking minutes. <laughs> then we're going to have a problem. Buddy, <laughs> I guarantee you, we'll have a problem. I will go, I will go to the Chicago Bulls front office myself and tell Gar Pax, 
trace so are, you, so are you saying that, I mean, again, don't get me wrong, this is me playing devil's advocate. So are you saying if he comes back, I mean, first of all, he's going to be supposedly playing in, uh, what, is, what is it? Uh, World Championships or whatever. Whatever, 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 whatever they named this one or whatever. So you figure he played a whole summer of that, he should be fine. Right? No, no, no. It's going to take a whole year before Derrick Rose comes and, and, and be right. So that's what I'm saying. So if he comes back next next year and like the first week or so, Tibbs is throwing him out there for, you know, 40, 40 minutes. Fine. Is that not, is, huh? Fine. If he comes back and he's healthy, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Why the fuck wouldn't he be? <laughs> if he's playing games, if it's regular minutes, if he's playing 36, 37 minutes a game, and then there's a couple games every week where he has to play 40 minutes, fine. That's He's just he's like every other... If he gets to the point where Thibs feels comfortable enough with doing that, that means Derrick Rose is back to being Derrick Rose. Because he wasn't playing those minutes in the 10 games that he came. Even the close games, they were his minutes were around 30 minutes per game because they knew he wasn't Derrick Rose. But if, if, they, if he ever gets to the point where he feels comfortable that Derrick Rose can handle a 42, 43-minute game where, like, every other superstar does, then that means that we're back. In the beginning of this season, he wasn't getting those kind of minutes. I mean, he played, he played what? How many games? Ten? He played ten. Yeah, he was playing like 30 minutes. The first game, he played like 20 minutes or something like that. They had him on a minutes restriction because he's not going to be right for a while. It's going to take well, his that's body. That's what I mean. Well, that's, 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 my, that's, what, that's my point. He hasn't played basketball in like 10 years. That's what I said. So, it's going to take a year. It's going to take him a year. That that's what I'm saying. The, but but that, a year wouldn't be the start of next season. I thought you said after that season. I don't think no, that, no, no, no. No, he's not that's why I mentioned that. that's why I mentioned this this summer. No, he's not gonna do that. So that's what I mean. At the beginning of next next season. But he's not gonna do that though. He's not but gonna no, do no, that. No, no, no. This is hypothetical. <laughs> this is all hypothetical. I mean, this is just um, conversation. It depends on how Derek goes. If he goes, you know what? No. Derek's fine. You know, he played in the summer, he looked fine. We all watched it. Tibbs, you know, watched the tapes and he was out there, you know, looking good, looking fine. He can play 40 minutes. He's fine. I don't uh, issue. So, well, this hypothetical wouldn't happen because the first week <laughs> he's not going to do that. But if there comes a point in time in this first season where Derek comes back and because I, I mean, in that tenth game against Portland, Derek was starting to look like Derek again. It, so there was going to come a point in time in this season where Derek Rose got back to being Derek Rose, and if it if he felt that would have been, good, that would have been towards the, the middle of the season. Yeah, though. it would have been towards the middle of the season. And if they got to that point where they said, okay, Thibs, uh, no more minutes restrictions. And the only way he could play him more minutes is if Gar and Pax told him that there were no more minute restrictions. And if they told him that and he started playing on the minutes, I'd be fine with it. Because that means that Derek feels good about his knee, the doctors feel good about his knee, and everybody in the organization feels good about his knee. And his minutes were, they took off and let him be Derek again. And I'd be fine with that because Derek would be fine with that. And yeah. like you said, <laughs> and if he had a problem, he would let him know. Yeah, I don't feel like any of the, the heat or any of the words or any of that stuff has ever, like, came from him. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to use the word soft, but he, he lets his people, his brother, and all them control a lot of stuff, what's said and all of that. And instead of saying... You know, I know if it's like me and maybe my brother, you know, like the stuff with Michael Vick, 
and his little brother. Like, stuff like that just wouldn't fly with me. Shut your mouth, dude. It don't, like, it don't fly with Mike either. <laughs> I don't know, like... You, well, I don't no, because he, because he <laughs> keeps doing it, though. So it's, it's still flying because he keeps doing it every so often. Yeah, he still get his ass dug in, too. He, I, I think one time he tweeted about Mike taking his allowance away or some shit like that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Mike, Mike uh, he gets on the phone and, and, and digging his ass. But no, that's the thing. Derek doesn't do that. He he does. He, I don't because he, he's I, a little brother. A certain amount of respect for his brother, like a father figure. Like he, yeah, because he, he's a little brother. Yeah, he won't. You know, like hey, we can't say this. You know, stop that. And his brother needs to do that. He needs to not talk. You don't need a mic. Well, I'll I'll say this. You haven't heard a lot from um from Reggie Rose. Finally, finally, finally. You haven't heard much from Reggie Rose. Either. It's a year and a half too late. And uh, I think at the beginning of this season, you heard a lot of um, praising of the Chicago Bulls and the team that they put around Derek this year from Reggie Rose. So yeah. maybe, maybe – no, 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 that was not Reggie Rose with those words. <laughs> that was Derek telling him, come on, man. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Do, do you know – have you ever met – Reggie Rose? Hell no, nah, I don't know that nigga. That nigga's stupid, G. <laughs> I don't know that. I he don't just, know that. He, he just as dumb as Derek, okay? <laughs> he, he, but he thinks he's smart. Anybody listening to this, the only people that can call Derek stupid is us. The people from Chicago. We, we get that. <laughs> no, no, Black people from Chicago. Yeah, not from white people. Any of you other bloggers or any any of you other radio hosts, you know, want to try to you know sneak your little you know pot shots in by calling that boy stupid? We will find you and we will hurt you. Yeah, because we we call each other stupid, so it, it, it's different. He ain't got the most intelligence, but we don't need you to tell us that. Yeah, we don't need that. But this was, I think, this was was Derek just telling them, "Come on, man, you know, just because you didn't hear a lot from Derek." About the team from, from other years, but but you, but you notice that when Derek started talking about the team, like this is the best team that I've ever uh, had around me, Derek started saying that, and not too long after he started saying that, did you hear Reggie Rose start praising the team that the Bulls put around Derek? You know what that, I think? That was him being calm, just because Derek wants him to be calm. You know what I think? I think after the entire snafu last year. Man, that nigga don't care about that. They, they, they either, either they hired better PR or they actually got PR people. Man, to, look, like I said, what did I just ask you? Have you ever met Reggie Rose? No, hell no. I'm he not don't give a damn about no PR, AR, NRA, ABC, <laughs> NBC, CSN. That nigga don't care about none of that. You have to though. When your when your brother's making two hundred, you know, two hundred million plus dollars or whatever, you oh, have you talking about you talking about the same dude who called press conferences for himself, so that he could he, he want to have an interview for himself. He want to be all in the video. You talking about that Reggie Rose? That dude don't care, man. The only reason why he's calm now is because I think now he don't care about somebody else telling him something. Maybe Derek told him, dude, you you hurting me. So can you please, you know, just relax a little bit and follow my lead? Because he didn't say nothing good about the Chicago Bulls 
organization or that roster until Derrick Rose says something good about the organization and the roster. It has to be something that Derrick, a conversation him and Derrick had. I, I hear, I hear you. I'm just, I'm not buying it. But he's not gonna come at, at his big brother and be like, "I need you to shut the fuck up," because what little brother is gonna go to their big brother like that? He probably just came to him and told him, "I just need for you to calm down a little bit," and he did it. Okay, I, I mean, I, I I hear you, and my 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 thing has always been, I I I would hope that he would have have said that because I know me my personality, I I I. I you know, for people that don't know, I don't have an older brother. I'm, I am the older brother. <laughs> so if, if I know if that was me, like in a Michael Vick type situation, I'd have, I'd have put my little brother in a headlock. And not only would I have put him in a headlock, he wouldn't have never tweeted or said anything else in the media, period, ever again in life. So Marcus Vick is a knucklehead. It wouldn't have happened. Like, I, I would I hope that he did that that he you know you know I don't know the little brother feeling so I can't tell you how to feel about that. Yeah, I I know both sides of the spectrum, so I never go to Darrell uh, no matter what he did. Darrell, that's my older brother. I never go to him no matter what he did, no matter what my profession was. If I was in that role and tell him, dude, you need to shut the fuck up, I would approach him the way I'm saying I think Derek did and just tell him, I just need for you. To just fall back a little bit because what you're doing is, is causing friction between me and my team. Whatever, whatever it was, it, it worked. I mean, it, whatever it was, whether it was PR, whether it was actually Rose actually finally saying something and you know calming the situation. Whatever it was, it worked. I'm just, I'm glad it did because the PR part of this whole, it, it, at least from their end, is better. It's not any better from the fans' end just because it's because of so much time has passed. Nothing you can really do about that because he hasn't played, and it won't change until he plays a whole season, you know, a complete season where it's like if there is injuries, it's all minor where he's missing a couple games. But nothing's going to change until he actually gets on the court. But I'm just glad there's no more press conferences and, you know what, Derek's going to talk to Interviews and all of this other stuff, man. Say today, and not the beat writers that follow around and see this guy every day. None of that. He talks. I mean, when he talks, he talks, and when he's not talking, he's talking. And I, I like the way they've handled it. This has been. They. I mean, I, they obviously just took a cue from what happened last year, the fiasco that that was. And I mean, everybody learned from it. It was the best example. Yeah, the, the fuck up that you did on your own. If you don't learn from it, then it, it's not just Derek and Reggie that's stupid. It's everybody. Everybody's stupid. So maybe these guys aren't as dumb as we think they are. They just take them a little bit longer to learn what needs to be taught. <laughs> because last year was a fiasco. Um, and I'm, I'm glad we don't have to, to worry about that anymore. Um, we got game three tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to go out on a, on a limb here and say the Chicago Bulls win that game. Um, the one thing about playing on the road, it galvanizes you. Being at home can sometimes be a bit of a distraction, um, and um, I, I say the Bulls win that game. I don't even know what to say. I don't know. I, my 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 confidence in this team at this point is shot. <laughs> just to just to be honest, and like I said a little earlier in the cast, um, I've resolved myself to them losing. You know, I, I, I don't think they're gonna win the series. 
I don't want to say I'm 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 giving up, but um, I've 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 come to grips with it. I'm I'm, I'm at peace <laughs> that that if they get put out in this first round, it's it's okay because according to us and every other you know uh, quote unquote expert out there, they were supposed to lose in the second round anyway. So I, I'm this isn't even about a Bulls thing. I think uh I think the Rockets are gonna win their game three as well. Um. I just think when you have your back against the wall and you and you're going out on the road, yeah, team, you know, team comes together. They find a way to to get it done. I, I can see this series going, still going six games, and um, the Bulls making a fight out of it. They ain't, they haven't backed away or backed down all season. I don't expect for for them to back down or back away now either. I, I honestly believe. I mean, I don't either. I just, I, I, my only hope is, maybe through form, I'm still, you know, hope they win because, you know, I, I ex- expect them to fight. My only thing is, I expect for the the same problems and issues can't continue to happen. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, your 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 shooters, you know, on the bench at the end of the game. You just well, you, we basically just saying you don't leave done leaving on a period extended periods of time. I don't. I mean, I, he. If we to 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 defend Thibs a little bit, um, I keep changing his name every time I say it. Um, he did learn from the first game because Dunleavy didn't play at all in the fourth quarter in the first game, and he played I think maybe four or five minutes of the first of the fourth quarter in this game. He played the first like, five minutes. That's what I mentioned earlier. Him learning at at, at baby steps. Isn't yeah, it? he he uh he played him four or five minutes in the second game. So maybe now he'll play him a little bit more in the fourth quarter in this third game. As if the Bulls even need a whole bunch of scoring um to win the game, maybe maybe uh some of these guys cool off a little bit and the things that they're hitting they're not hitting anymore and maybe some of the calls that have. There have been some interesting nine calls and calls that have gone again. Like the the jump ball, I don't even want to get into that. Don't even um, get me started, man. Because it seems like uh, just on Twitter alone, it seems like nobody saw it until after. I'm watching it live, and I'm, I'm like, like, what the hell happened to Taj? That's exactly what I said while I watched it. Like, what the hell happened? He pulled it down. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm I'm looking at the timeline, and I'm like, okay, apparently. Nobody else saw it because everybody else was, was complaining about how Taj didn't jump. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, like he did jump. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all didn't see this. He, yes, he jumped. He peeped. Like, it was as clear as day, but apparently nobody saw it. Even uh, apparently Joey Crawford didn't see it either. He couldn't see it because he was too close. But one of those other two referees should have been in the position to see that he pulled his damn hand down like that. Full motion replay. He also covered his head because some, um, Either I think it was Nene or Taj hand came down like close yeah. to his face. He was getting ready to hit him in the face. So and he, Nene, he, he balled up. So he and Nene did it again too. He did it um in a jump ball with Joe Kim, except Joe Kim got up quick enough that he couldn't grab his arm and pull him down. Like I think that's gonna be a uh a focal point for any anybody. That can't stuff like that can't happen, especially at the at the time that it happened. Yeah, because that was the game. That was a, a pivotal point in the damn game. <laughs> and if we get that, we we get the maybe we score a basket, probably not. 
<laughs> Maybe we score a basket right there, and uh, it changes. Kirk Heinrich jumper. <laughs> oh, God, he, I swear he took. He only missed eight shots that game. He was five for thirteen. He only missed eight shots that game. But I swear it felt like eighty in that fourth quarter alone. I'm like, why does Kirk keep taking the shots? But they, they, they forced him into taking those shots, and, and you know. That, that's the way it happened. But uh, I mean, I know this is a heavy uh, Bulls cast, basically. The uh, NFL schedules did come out uh, yesterday. It was, a, it, was a, it was a big deal, and I saw people joking about the NFL uh, basically announcing the announcement of the, of the announcement. The announcement of the announcement of the announcement. <laughs> hey, it is an announcement that we're announcing our schedule. <laughs> it's just like. But the thing is, the NFL can do that because I mean, the, the NFL is king. Uh, so I guess they can they can do that. And it's just amazing because the schedules were supposed to come out. I think what four months ago. They supposed to come out nine months ago and shit. So so that that part was just funny, man. It just it's incredible because the Bears. I think I think I, uh, they got what five. Time games, I think, so people are gonna really get get tired of the Bears this coming season. Probably the games they got. Um, we'll um coming up in about two, I think exactly two weeks. Yeah, see what happens there. Hopefully, we'll get a cast up either before or, or right after the the draft because that that'll be big. I can't wait to see how the draft fall. I don't know. There's no draft I get more excited for than the NFL draft. We're gonna um, we're gonna definitely do another podcast in the, in the near future. We'll we'll talk about the schedules, um, at least for the two the two divisions that that the people who do this podcast actually care about. So we'll probably be doing like the uh, the NFC NFC West, and then we'll do the I'm gonna call it what it is. I'm gonna call it the NFC Central. We'll do the uh, <laughs> we'll do the Central. Uh, we'll do the North. We'll do the North, and we'll do the West, and uh, maybe. You know, talk about a couple other things in between that, but we'll break. We'll talk about the the scheduling for those two uh, those two divisions, and in particular, 49ers because I like 49ers, and the Bears because those guys like the Bears. So we'll definitely do a podcast about that. Be up, be on the lookout. Uh, A2S will be back in Bourbon Day again this this year, so yeah. for some uh, some content on that. Hopefully I'm, we can hopefully we can get stopped again by some random. Uh, Student asking us if we actually supposed to be down there for media. Yeah. Fucking cocky. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna go to all three days, but there's a good possibility that I will. Uh, but we'll see. And um, also, at some point, gonna try to um, gonna try to get some more wrestling stuff up for the people who like wrestling. I'm trying to get my um, get this guy into this uh, SummerSlam out in LA in uh, August, so we can cover that. Um, so we're trying to do some things, and we're gonna try to do more podcasts. Uh, last month uh, in March, it was like the the most downloads we've ever had for this podcast, and we only did one show. So I mean, it, it shows that people actually want us to do stuff. So we're gonna try to do more of it. Um, I think that just about does it for us. We're gonna get up out of here. Um, you know where to find us, according to sources.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, A2Sources. 
Facebook is the according to sources Facebook page. I'm almost I'm always on Facebook. I'm always posting stuff on Facebook. Stupid pictures, uh, stupid posts, stats, and holding conversations with people. I'm always on on Facebook uh, for the people who like wrestling. Um, also, I'm gonna try to get a, a wrestling podcast up. I'm not gonna be on that shit because I don't watch wrestling. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> the guys who actually do watch it, they're gonna. I'm gonna get them to do a, a, a wrestling podcast. And we may watch WrestleMania, man. I, I just because it was being talked about so much, and I, I don't know. I, I actually enjoyed it. And I heard a lot of people enjoyed it, but I, I'm just not about to watch wrestling. Like I haven't watched wrestling basically since The Rock. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yep, yep, The Rock. Since The Rock left, I mean, that was, that was the man right there, but, like, everybody on Twitter was going nuts about it, so I'm like, all right, let me pull it up on my computer, pulled it up and watched it, and, like, I honestly can say that I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. It kind of took me back to my childhood a little bit. I can't say that I'll be watching, like, Monday Night Raw or Thursday Night Raw or, or Saturday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all Raw. Matt Daniel. Uh, Thursday night nitro. <laughs> but I mean, WrestleMania. It was. It was. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun, except when the divas came out. That was garbage. That, that was a waste of, of space. But yeah, yeah. it was fun. So yeah, I mean, it, we'll get more wrestling content up for people that that enjoy that stuff. It, it's 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 still fun. It yeah, can still got, be fun. If yeah, you enjoy it, man, to you, man. It, it's it's all fun. It's all entertainment. So why not? Yeah, we got two guys who who do it, um, who who follow it pretty religiously and write about it. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get those two dudes in the podcast and have them do that thing. Uh, but other than that, man, like I said, you know where to find us. It's according to sources. I'm Dre. That's Rob. We out.